0: Hey, what a great time to be involved in church life. So many great opportunities there. And with Alfred, it's just going so, so well online. I think the whole church across the nation has been so unbelievably blessed. By people looking into Alpha in this time, we've found more than ever that people are asking questions about life. Is this it? Is there more than this? You know what? A great opportunity right now to invest in this opportunity. Is there someone in your world you can invite into an Alpha experience? Maybe just maybe you will introduce them to Jesus in doing so. Think about that. Maybe you could take someone along and let's get involved. Um, I've got a great message for you. So, are you ready for a great message? Let's pray this one in. Father God, I just want to thank you for every amazing person who's tuning into this online service, who's tuning into this message. I pray, Lord God, that you could use me right now just to bless hearts, just to encourage people and help us to take a step towards you and a step towards the fullest life that you want us to have. And all God's people said, Amen. We're going to start a three-part series of messages, which I'm calling Take Heart. Turn to someone in your room right now and say Take Heart. Take Heart. The message title is Take Heart. Part one today I'm calling Feel It. So the series is called Take Heart. Today's message is called Feel It. And when I I wrestle through doing a series of messages I ask myself what's the point? What am I trying to say? And in the end in, in church life and in God's heart for you we want you to live your best life. Jesus came that you would have life and life in its fullness so the overriding theme is I want you to win God wants you to win and he sent me with a message to encourage you sometimes we just have to wrestle through some stuff in life to make great decisions so we take a step towards what was always God's great plan for us anyway so invest yourself in this message I'm gonna look at the heart Now, when I talk about heart, I am not talking about the lump of muscle which beats in your chest ba-boom, 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 and pumps blood around your body. We're not talking about that. We're talking about this concept of part of your inner person. Now, we can't put our fingers on that, but we know it's real. We know it's real when we use language like this. Oh, my heart's just not in it. Now, have you said that or have you heard someone say that? My heart's just not in it. Now, we fully get that what they're not saying is, this lump of muscle in my chest, which beats and pumps heart of blood around my body, can't be bothered. That's not what they're saying. What they're saying is there's so, there's a place of thought on their inner person, which just isn't investing in this. It's not grabbing them. It is not compelling them to be involved. Their heart's just not in it. We get that concept. And it's a very difficult concept to grab hold of the inner person, but I hope I can unpack it a little bit to at least give you something to wrestle with. Look at this verse, uh, uh, this verse in the Bible that Jesus is speaking, and he has just been asked, what are the greatest commandments? And this is what Jesus says in Matthew 22 and verse 37. Jesus speaking, he says this, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. You see, here we find Jesus talking about this inner person. And like I said, we can't put our finger on it, but we know it's real. And so he's talking about heart, soul, and mind. And I've been wrestling with this stuff and I hope I can unpack it in a way that is helpful to you or causes you to wrestle with it. I like to think of it like a Venn diagram. Do you know what I mean when I say a Venn diagram? A bunch of circles which have overlap. And when you talk about heart and soul and mind, there's overlap. I like to think of it like this. The heart is a place of thinking which is directly attached to feelings and emotions. It's not the muscle in your body, it's part of your inner person where there's a thought process attached to feelings and emotions. Your mind is another place of thought. Can you see the Venn diagram? They overlap. But it's thought attached to logic reason and consideration. And then the soul is all of these things encompassed. I like to put it like this, the soul is your heart, your mind, your will and your emotions. The soul is your mind, will and emotions. So it's the thought processes, it's the feelings, it's all of that which causes you to act and willfully choose how you're gonna live. And it comes from your inner person. So Jesus here is saying, love the Lord your God with all of yourself. Can you see how how brilliant that actually is when you unpack it like that so heart which we're looking at today is a place of thought directly attached to your emotions and your feelings how about i put it like this if i was to say to my wife sarah sarah baby i love you with all my heart she knows that She's in my heart. She knows my feelings are involved. She knows my emotions are involved. That moves her. It blesses her. We get that. I love you with all of my heart. We know we're not saying, I love you with this lump of muscle that beats blood around my body. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, I've thought this through. My feelings and emotions are involved, but I am moved to reach out to you and include you and want to do life with you. I love you with all my heart men imagine saying this to the lady in your life baby i love you with all my mind can you imagine how that's going to go down i am not advising you to say that can you just imagine it you kind of the mind is still a place of thought and we all get that but we can see there's no emotion attached to it so to say to your loved one i love you with all my mind is almost like really because we want to be loved by our heart because there's feelings and emotions attached to it. How about this? If I was to pay a bill, you know the electric bill comes in, I look at that and with my mind I think I need to pay that. It's the right thing to do if I don't pay it. There are consequences. I think about it and therefore I act. There is no emotion attached to it. Uh, unless of course you're struggling for the money. You're like, Oh no I've got to pay the bill. But, but can you see what I'm trying to say? There is no emotion attached to making a choice to pay that bill it's just the right thing to do i've considered it it's logical and i get it so heart and mind are two places of thought but they're also different and they're part of your inner person i take blood pressure tablets Um, Unfortunately it's it's part of my genetic makeup. My my dad struggles with this too and I think his dad did. It's part of our family line, unfortunately, but praise God for for medicine that I'm able to take a tablet and it keeps my blood pressure in check. But they call high blood pressure the silent killer because you know what? You don't know you've got it. The only reason I found out I had high blood pressure is because I had a mole on my side which went black and Sarah saw that and she said, I think you should go and get that checked out. So I went to the doctors and he looked at it and he looked at his notes and he said, Barry, I haven't seen you for seven years. Would you like to have your free MOT, your, your health check? Cause you're now over 40. And so I had this health check and everything was good, but he discovered that I actually had quite high blood pressure. And so I now take tablets to keep that down and it's great. But here's my point. We need to check the condition of our heart because if our heart goes out of things, it can be catastrophic. And sometimes you don't even realise it's happening. And my goal today is to get you to consider the condition of your heart, because when your heart is invested in things, they soar. But if your heart is dipping out of it, and sometimes you don't even realise, it can lead to catastrophe. You need a healthy heart for your marriage. You need a healthy heart in your business world. You need a healthy heart in in, in relationships and in parenting. You need your heart involved. And so today, could we look at that idea under the context of let's take heart? Yeah, I hope you're with me. Emotions are good. God made us on purpose with emotions. They help us to express ourselves. We need to be able to feel others. And when I say that, I don't mean literally touch them with your hands, but you can emotionally connect with someone. You can feel their heart. If someone's in pain, you get it. You feel it. It kind of bonds us. When someone's celebrating, you can feel it. Why? Because they're able to express themselves and it's a heart connection I think that one of the big reasons uh, reality shows, like Britain's Got Talent the reason they succeed so well is because there's a heart connection, we feel it When that person comes on stage, maybe it's a small child and they come on and you can sense they're nervous. They're talented, but they're nervous. They're standing in front of thousands of people. They're on TV in front of millions of people and they're a bit nervous and they're going to sing us a song. And as they start the first line and their voice cracks cracks a little bit, they're going, no, go on, go on. Why? Because it's a heart connection. We feel for them. They're putting themselves out there. They could have stayed at home and said, I'm a good singer. But no, no. They had the guts to invest themselves in something and put themselves out there. And we relate to that. You know, I've I've seen those ones where some of the old guys come on who maybe fought in the war. And you have this heart connection. You just want them to do well and people vote for them. And someone gets the golden buzz and we're all like, yeah, why? Because we feel it. There's an emotional connection and it is linked with heart. We need to be people who are able to feel it. We need to be people who allow other people to feel us. There's this heart connection and we need healthy hearts to enable to live life to the fullest. Now, I wanna contrast that with this idea of religion. You know, in Jesus' time, he had, uh, he blessed so many people, but he always had this contention with the religious people at the time, the teachers of the law, they knew their stuff. They could quote scripture, they did the right things, but Jesus wasn't impressed, because he didn't feel them. Have a look at this in Matthew 23 uh, and verse 27. This is Jesus speaking. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. You see, let's, let's look at that. These people make great choices in their mind. You see, they've read the scriptures, they've understood the scriptures and they just follow the scriptures, they just do the right thing. But they're missing the heart of it. You see, they have no mercy, you know, it's um, it's not in love, there's no compassion attached to it. They're just ticking boxes, ticking boxes. It's religion. It's just doing the right thing to be seen to be doing the right thing. And Jesus says, that looks great on the outside, but on the inside it's dead. You see, Jesus has never been looking for religion. He's been looking for a relationship. And a relationship involves heart. There are feelings and emotions attached to it. I have a wrestle with it because people look at me and they say, Barry, are you, are you religious, man? And on the one hand, I you know I kind of have to say, yes, I lead a church, it's what I do, it's what I've thrown myself into. So people might say, oh, because you're, you're into God, you're religious, and I get that. But I always like to say no. I'm not religion, not religious because I don't live a life to tick boxes and look good and to do the right thing. I have a relationship with Jesus which has moved my heart. He loves me and I know it, I've experienced it and my, my heart is compelled to love him back. And so I live a life not based on ticking the right boxes but because my heart's involved. I have a relationship with God who's moved my heart and that for me isn't religion at all, it's about relationship. And that is exactly what Jesus was talking about. You are seen to be doing the right things, but you're dead on the inside. And for me, I know, Jesus has won my heart, and it changes everything. I live my life with him, not out of religion, but out of relationship. My heart is involved. Have a look at this, and I love this concept. Proverbs 23 and verse 7. This is what it says. For as he thinks in his heart so is he eat and drink he says to you but his heart is not with you now what this proverb this picture it's building is is this is a man who's put on a party and invited you to the party have a meal at my house and the thing is it's, it's unpacking the idea that the heart is a place of thinking as a man thinks in his heart so is he your heart in the end comes out your heart is in the end is what is displayed people see it and it says as a man thinks in his heart so is he but then it says this he says eat and drink but his heart is not with you it's like he's invited you to his house to have some food but as he's handing out the food you can sense you can feel He doesn't really want you there. You can feel he doesn't want to give you that food. Well, you can feel he doesn't want to give you that drink. He's giving you the drink, but you know his heart's not in it. Therefore, it's a mind decision, and that's just uncomfortable. Have you ever been in a place or in someone's house where you know they don't really want you there? They've said, come over, but when you get there, you just know they don't want you. And so there's this horrible feeling, and that's what Jesus is saying. I'm looking for heart. I don't want you just to do the right thing, I want to be much, much more than that, because otherwise everything is just false. You invited me to your house for dinner, but it was false, you didn't really want me there, and now I've shown up, you're uncomfortable, and I'm uncomfortable. You try to do the right thing, but by doing the right thing without your heart involved it just makes difficulty. God isn't interested in religion, he's not interested in you ticking boxes, he's looking for your heart. I love this phrase, wrestling through this idea of of, of my heart isn't in it. And what it really means is you you see an opportunity, you see an event, you see a relationship. And when your heart's not in it, you do one of two things. Either you decline and say, that's not for me, and that's the best thing to do. Or you attend or enter in, but you just go through the motions. And the reality is, everyone can see it. So I think it's about time we learn to put our heart on display. If you're not invested, say no. But when your heart's involved, give it everything. You know, like that little girl who comes on the stage at BGT, Britain's Got Talent, and just gives it. She's invested, and we feel it. And so therefore, something gets involved. And I love this, analogy, this, this, this story here. I don't know if you've got children who play sport, but I've got children who play sport. And my son, he, he played football for various different teams as he was growing up. And at the end of the season, they had the awards ceremony. And what they do is there might be uh, 10, 15 different teams in the club. And they all come together into a hall. And they all give out their awards. Players player and managers player and parents player. And all these different things. And everyone gets a clap. It's, it's great. So what you do is you turn up and you watch all the other teams get their awards and what do you do? You clap. You clap. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. But you're not invested. You don't know those kids. They're in the club but you don't know them. The right thing to do is to give them a clap. But when your child's team gets up, you're invested. Suddenly you sit up a little bit. Oh, oh here, here comes Josh. It's here, Josh's, Josh's team, everyone. Suddenly your heart's involved. Why? Because there's a relationship. That's my son. And I know the goalkeeper. They're talking about that save he made six months ago. I was at that game. It was a brilliant save. My heart's involved. There's a relationship. There's a connection. Now I'm not going through the motions. When, when the team gets up and we'll clap, I'm like, Yeah! Well done, boys! Why? Because my heart's involved before I was doing the right thing. My mind said, clap, they've done well. Yeah, well done guys, appreciate your effort. But there's no heart, I don't know you. But when my son's team goes up there, I'm fully in, I'm fully invested, so I fully engage. That right there is why God is after your heart. Because it causes us to be fully engaged. What goes on in your heart eventually comes out In action, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Eventually it comes out. You think sometimes you're hiding it, but people can see it. Eventually it comes out. And here's some of the great things that I think come out of heart. Caring for the downtrodden. You know, when you see people who are really struggling, we get a heart for them. You you can put yourself in their shoes. Imagine if I was there. Imagine if I couldn't feed myself or my family. Imagine if I couldn't clothe myself or my family. I get how that must feel. I have a connection. And that connection in your heart causes you to act. I love this verse here in James 1 and verse 27. Look at this, James 1, 27. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. You see, God's saying here, if we're going to get into religion, if we're going to get ticking boxes, tick this one. Care for orphans and widows. Care for those who are struggling. Care for the downtrodden. Why? Because what happens when you start caring for those people? Your heart gets involved. You see, when you care for someone who's really struggling in life, you start connecting with them. And what happens? It then stops being a box to tick and starts becoming a relationship. So if we're gonna be in relationship, do it, are gonna be in religion, let's do it in a way where our heart gets involved in the end, because then it's not a religion at all, it's actually a relationship with what God always wanted in the first place. You know, I, I love, I, I just love you guys so much, you know. Equippers Church Essex, you are amazing. If you're part of our church, give yourselves a pat on the back, you're amazing because we recently created this welfare fund. At the beginning of lockdown, we realised there were gonna be people who were gonna struggle. And so I gave a shout out, we're gonna create a fund, uh, and if you'd like to contribute to that fund, we're gonna try and help some people who are struggling in this time and within a very short space of time I think it was two maybe three days we gathered £5,000 and by the way that fund is still escalating today and if you feel stirred even today to contribute to our welfare fund please do that I'm sure at some point in the service the the account details will come on the screen and as a reference just put welfare fund and we will appropriate to the right place but here's what's happening we've gathered some money and it all shows our heart and so we've looked around for opportunities And we've really engaged with one of the local schools and I went and met the headmistress because what we didn't want to do is have a big sum of money and distribute it all over the place and make a small amount of difference to lots of people. We felt it would be good to channel it into one place. So we've gone to this local school and said, what is the need here? And there were loads of families who weren't able to feed their children. And there are loads of families who are in struggle at this time. And so we've channeled it through the school and out to that community of the school and people are getting blessed. Do you know what? Loads and loads and loads of people have been fed through this time who would have struggled otherwise because of your heart. God bless you. Do you know what? We've kitted out homes with furniture. People were struggling and they they didn't have anywhere to put things and they they were struggling to live and they had empty houses. And as we're delivering the food, we're like, wow, you you live in this condition. Well, yeah, this is my lot in life. Well, not when we get involved. And so we've been able to help people just build a home. And it's been so, people have been in tears and sending messages and saying thank you. Why? Because Equippers Church Essex has got a big heart to get involved. Bless you for that. You know, we've, we've been able to buy school uniform for people who are going to school next year and haven't got the right uniform. And people are just so moved. People who are sad and struggling are now smiling. Why? Because there's a heart in our church that says, we love you. We understand the, the situation you're in, and we want to step in. When your heart is involved, it come, turns into action in the end. And God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, because you are changing lives in our town, and you're showing your heart. You're a, I've written in my notes here, you're a bunch of legends. Yes, you are. I love doing life with you guys. So you can see, as I'm unpacking this idea of heart, the importance when considering faith that you have a relationship with God and your heart is involved. It's not about ticking boxes. God doesn't want your stuff. God doesn't want you to tick boxes. God doesn't want to make your life small. He wants a heart connection with you. He wants you to have this realization that the God of heaven, the God who created the universe, is proper into me. He loves me. He's invested in me. He's cheering me on. And if only i had have that realisation that if I open my heart to him, life unfolds, opportunities appear. It just goes to a different level. Why? Because I have connected with the heart of God and allowed him into my heart. Here's the thing. God's heart is already open to you. Wherever you sit in faith, in life, in religion, in any of this right now, God loves you. He's opened his heart to you. The question is, will you open your heart to him? And when two hearts collide, amazing things happen. And life comes out of it. Life explodes out of it. And that has always been the heart of the Father. He wants you to win. Uh, I love this verse here. This makes things so, so simple. Romans 10 and verse 10. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. In other words, if you believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth, your life's going to get better. Your life's going to go on a trajectory of involving Jesus. So it's about something going on in your heart that actually comes out in your words and your actions and it touches the heart of God. and and then he touches the heart of you and you touch the heart of God and he touches the heart of you and there's this relationship going off where heaven touches earth and what was once impossible becomes possible because I'm including the God of heaven in my life my life just gets better your life just gets better where you've had that bad report of the doctor suddenly the heart of God steps in and a healing hand comes on you where you suddenly found yourself unable to pay the bill you touch the heart of God and an envelope gets put through your door and someone says God stirred me here's some money things just shift in your world when there's a heart relationship it's not about religion it's not about doing the right thing to be seen to be doing the right thing to tick a box it's always been about having a heart relationship with the father he's after your heart Jesus said what's the greatest commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart your mind and your soul he wants all of you and he's already given you all of him I love this. You know, some people say to me, you know, I'm a Christian. And that brings all kinds of connotations in my thinking. But here's the acid test. Language and lifestyle. If you've just done it with your mind. I've looked at the options. I've looked at the different religions and faiths. I've looked at the different theories of life. I've looked at heaven and hell and eternity and death. I've looked at all these things and I've analysed it and I believe in God. Well, that's a great decision, but it doesn't change very much because it's just in your mind. But when you've stood in the presence of God, and I believe that's one of the greatest things through corporate worship, when we stand together and we worship God and we say, we love you, The heart of God just comes into the room and you are touched. The amount of people who've been in our church services for the first time and just started crying, even men, they're like, I'm not even a crier and I've come in here and I'm just moved. Why? Because you're feeling the heart of God who loves you so much. and He comes in and he just loves on you and blesses you and lifts you up. People start getting all goosebumpy. You know, your physical body starts doing things because there's been a, a spiritual connection. It's heart. And when you had your heart touched by the heart of God, it's a game changer. Because then you live a lifestyle, not because you're ticking a box, but because there's love involved. And God's won my heart. And so I lead a church and I live a lifestyle and I run my marriage and my home based on biblical principles. Why? Not because I have to, but because God loves me. He wants the best for me. And in my responses, I love him back. And so when I live his way, my life just gets better. It's not rocket science. And I love it. I have the best life. I love my life. Do you know why? Because Jesus is in the middle of it. And he's won my heart. My heart is involved. But how about God? Do you know that God is totally invested in you? One of the great passages in the Bible says this, Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. I, I look at it like this, you know, you, you, you may watch a football match for instance or, or a horse race or some other sporting event and you can watch it and be entertained, but if you have put a five pound bet on, suddenly you're more involved. Because if your team wins and you're going to win some more money, you're, you're invested in it. Now I'm not advocating gambling here right now, but I'm trying to show you where your treasure is, your heart gets involved. And so what was God's greatest treasure? It was his son. His son Jesus. And he says, I am going to put my heart on display for all humanity see. And he sent his son Jesus into this world to show us what the Father looks like. To demonstrate heaven on earth. To die a death he didn't deserve as a demonstration of love. But death couldn't hold him. And he got back up out of that grave and says, come on church, let's go and love this world. Let's go and break open heaven over this world. And let's change this thing. I love it jesus is god's treasure and he's invested it in me and in you and so where your treasure is your heart is so we know we know we know god's hearts with us because he demonstrated it in jesus i believe this that when jesus was was on a cross when jesus was on that cross he was saying barry this is for you This is my demonstration of love. I am all in. I am fully invested. I am cheering you on. I love you, I'm for you. We're gonna win this together. I'm putting it all out there. This is my heart on display. You have my heart. And our response is this. Do we wanna give him our heart? We have his heart. Do we wanna give him our heart? And when two hearts collide, just wow, life explodes. Heaven touches earth, possibilities open. I love this I don't know if you've ever seen this verse before and it's in the New King James Version Psalm 56 and verse 8 it says this you number my wanderings you put my tears into your bottle are they not in your book see look at this how invested do you have to be in someone when they cry you keep the tears because it means something to you, you know, I just wonder when I get to heaven one day there's gonna be a whole bunch of bottles And God says, Barry, when you were in tears, when that moment wounded you, when that person wounded you, when you were struggling in that moment, I was invested there. I was with you. Here's the tears to prove it. I am fully into you. I've displayed my heart to you. When you cry, I cry. When you struggle, I'm struggling with you. But you know what? I'm not going to leave you there. I'm going to lead you out of struggle and into victory because that's my heart for you. But I'm not going to leave you there. I'm fully invested in you. When you celebrate, I celebrate. Why? Because this has always been about a relationship. When you win, I win. When you lose, I lose. But when we do it together, it always leads to life. to the fullest life you see Jesus is God's heart put on display to me and to you and all through his word if you'll take the time to look it shows you how invested he is in you he even collects your tears so if you're someone right now going through a difficult time and you found yourself weeping know this the father weeps with you he's fully invested Go to him. Share your heart with him. He wants the relationship, not just the good bits, the bad bits and everything in between. It's about full-on relationship. Love me with all of your heart. And that breeds relationship. I just love it. You matter to God. He's fully invested. When he looks at your life, it's not just little old you living in 2020. He is fully invested in you. You have his heart. Would you give him yours? And our response now is, we get to choose. God loves us enough to give us free will and choose. He wouldn't force it on us. And we can choose to live our life and give it our very best shot and have some kind of hope that it'll work out in the end and we might succeed. And lots of people live that life and and bless you for that. Or we can engage with the creator of heaven and earth who put his heart on display in Jesus and go on a journey of opening ourselves up to him, of allowing him in, into that place where hope and peace and blessing just unfolds and it breeds a confidence in life that no matter what comes my way, I've got my God with me, he lives in my heart, I have his heart and he has mine, I'm never on my own, we're in this together, why? Because this is a relationship. This isn't a religion of ticking a box. This isn't a white watch tomb. This is a life on display. And I'm here to bring heaven to earth. I hope you're feeling moved today because God is after your heart and it brings great confidence when you give it to him. So I guess all of this leads us to a place of questions. Is it time to allow yourself to feel it? We live in Well, those of you who live here live in Britain, and uh, we have this tradition with the the stiff upper lip, you know. We're in absolute pain but on the inside, but on the outside we'll say, we're okay, chaps, it's okay, We'll, we'll just keep soldiering on. But the trouble with that is, it's just we dumb our heart down, we keep living in our mind, I will be okay, I'm dying inside, but I will, it's okay, chaps. Is it, us, is it time for us to break out of that culture and step into a culture of heaven where heart's involved? Where we can say, do you know what? I'm going to allow myself to feel it. I'm going to allow myself to open up and feel the heart of the Father. Is it time for you to allow yourself to open up and get a fresh touch from the heart of God? You know, are you someone today who's, who's been connected to Jesus and still is connected to Jesus, but, but there's always more? You'll never get to the end of God, there's always more. Is today the day you say, Lord, just touch me again. I want a little bit more of you. Could we feel it at a different level? And is it time for us today to start assessing, if God has my heart, do I need to shift my priorities, my actions, the way I speak, do I need to analyse how I'm living so that as I go forward I make sure that what's in my heart becomes a priority in my action and my language so that when people look at me they can see who I am, because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yeah. Let's be people who are prepared to ask ourselves these kind of questions. Is it time for you to allow other people to feel you? And do we live in such a way that we're always looking good? Or do we live in such a way where people can see the real us? And then we can go into authentic relationships. And I appreciate there are times when you can't just put yourself on display. But I hope you can put yourself on display sometimes. What does your marriage look like? Are you able to share with your husband or your wife who you really are? Are you able to put on display in your parenting who you really are to your children and enable them to display to you what they're really going through, to engage in real relation, This involves heart. This involves vulnerability. This involves putting yourself out there. And the greatest demonstration of that is with Jesus. Jesus is God putting himself out there. I'm putting myself on display. You can say yes or you can say no, but I'm fully invested. Can we model that in our life? I'm fully invested in my marriage. I'm fully invested in my business. I'm fully invested in my friendships. I'm fully invested in my church life. I'm fully invested in my relationship with God. I'm putting my heart on display. I'm allowing people to feel me and I'm wanting to feel others. It just breeds life. And what happens is we start to get, feel the emotions. And when we feel the emotions, it causes us to act. And we want a people to who, who be a people who act well, who live well, based on relationship connection, hearts being involved, emotions that are stern enough to say, come on, this is not okay, I'm stepping in. Or emotions that are stern enough to say, you've done so well, I'm going to celebrate with you. I'm cheering you on. I'm as happy as you that you got the promotion, that you won the award, that you, you took the next step in your life. We're celebrating this together. Why? Because we have heart connection." Can you see why heart is so, so important? Now, we're talking about taking heart. And there's so many things we can say, but I hope I've unpacked a little bit to get you thinking and understanding and wrestling. The goal, that I want you to have the fullest life. Jesus came and said, I want you to have life and life to the full. Do you know what that involves? Your heart being involved. Come on, church, is it time just to unveil your heart a little bit? Open up a little bit and say, God, I'm open to you. Husband, wife, I'm open to you. Children, I'm open to you. Boss, I'm open to you. Friends, I'm open. I'm not guarding it anymore in the wrong sense. I'm allowing myself to be put on display because I want proper, full-on, fully invested relationship. If you're going through the motions, how about step back? Step back and say, I'm not all in here, so I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting your time. How about evaluate what do you want to invest your heart in and then go all in and see where God takes you. The condition of your heart is something that is worth wrestling with. Now for next week I just want to give you a bit of a, a, a thought here. Next week we're going to look at the God who heals the broken hearted. You know, so many people wrestle through life. And even listening to this message today, you wrestle through life. But if your heart is broken or wounded or impaired, it's very difficult to put it on display. But we serve the God who heals the brokenhearted. People get broken hearts for all kinds of reasons. But God loves loves us enough not to leave us there. And he's powerful enough to transform us and heal our hearts so we can experience full life. So just a little bit of a taster for what we're going to look at next week. But how about you, let me pray for you. Guys, I just love you so much. I just thank you for taking the time to listen to these messages. You know, whether you're part of Equipers Church Essex or whether you're viewing from somewhere else, know this, God is fully invested in you. There are people all around you who are cheering you on. All of heaven is cheering you on. So is today the day you say, Lord, I'm opening my heart. If you are today, I want to pray with you. Let's pray together. Father God, I just thank you for every amazing person that's tuned in and listened today. Lord, I just declare a blessing on them, on their household, on their health, on their families, on their finances, every area of their life. I speak your blessing right now in Jesus' name. But Lord, today as we've looked at heart, we choose, come on people, we choose to open our hearts to you. Take my heart, Lord God. Thank you that you put your heart on display in Jesus' I put my heart on display back to you now. Maybe if you're in your room right now, how about just open your arms, just as this idea of, of allowing him in and saying, Lord, you're welcome here. Come and live in my heart. Lord, I'm sorry for the times I've done it wrong, said it wrong, thought it wrong, but would you come and live in my heart today? Would you touch me afresh? Would you touch me for the first time? Today I open my heart to you. I'm not about ticking boxes. I'm about a relationship with the King of Heaven. And all those people said, Amen, Amen. Hey, I hope that blessed you. I hope you'll wrestle with some of those things. I hope you'll chat it through with some people. But most of all, I just want you to live the best life, your best life, and include Jesus right in the middle of it. God bless you all. Hey, uh, we're going to go off and uh, worship one more time just as we close the service down and then we're going to head into the foyer. I will be in the foyer. It'll be lovely to see some of you there. Come have a 20-minute catch up. It's great to see some faces. It's great to say hello, catch up on life and uh, even discuss some of the things we've been talking about just now. Bless you all. Love you loads. Take care.